Now, Mohammed Patti, U.S. data yesterday, it uh, doesn't seem to be scaring the markets as yet anyway. Yes, in fact, quite the contrary. If you if you have a look at the U.S. close yesterday, uh, you kind of mentioned it in your in your intro, but let's maybe just unpack it a little bit in terms of what's worrying me from yesterday's U.S. economic data. We had durable goods out, uh, and yes, on on a headline basis, that has deteriorated quite concerningly. That consumer confidence, I mean, that, that's rising so sharply, but I think it's masking an underlying trend of weakness. And I'll tell you why I say this: if you actually drill down into that index, and if you look at the consumers' expectations over the course of the next six months. Those have actually deteriorated. And I think partially that's related to these expectations that, you know, possibly as the economy builds a little bit of a recovery, uh, they should start to see some sort of uptick in terms of their interest rates, and that's going to erode some of the affordability from a household and from a a longer term, from a durable goods perspective as well. So in aggregate, I have long maintained that I think, yes, the U.S. is the relative bright spot on the global economy, uh, but it's not completely out of the woods just yet. And, and that's quite a fine line because the question you need to ask yourself is when is it going to be healthier enough? Um, and, and the short answer to that is we don't know. I think the stronger U.S. dollar is going to start impacting their growth outlook uh, as we go through the next couple of months or so. So I'll be uh, a lot more cautious and I'd prefer to, if I were a policymaker sitting there, I'd prefer to watch a couple of more data points before I make any kind of move just yet. Talking about that, we're going to keep our eyes on the United States today, U.S. Federal Reserve, and uh, they looking to end uh, the QE and hint to policy normalization. Yes, I mean, that's really the big focal point for this week is the FOMC meeting, uh, and, and we should hear what they say later this evening. But uh, like I say, what is kind of on the on the radar, what's scheduled is that this is the meeting at which they're likely to stop the purchasing of, of the asset uh, or the asset purchase program, I beg your pardon. Uh, and you'll recall that got up to around $85 billion a month at the peak of what they, what was called QE or quantitative easing. Uh, that's looking to be ran down to nothing or zero at, at this particular meeting. Uh, but let's also then just say that they're, they're not yet divesting. So I think it's taking the foot off the accelerator pedal, absolutely. But now they will maintain the science of their balance sheet, and I would argue that they've easily got at least nine months, six to nine months before they would look at policy normalization. And even when we look over when we call policy normalization, that's you know normal interest rates, if you want to call it that for the listeners that aren't aware, and then it's become a very fluid concept. So you know, for now, I think slow and steady is probably the appropriate way to go. But let, let's see what the chairwoman Yellen says to us this evening. Mm. And um, Mohamed Asi Sassel has invested 8 billion rand into a U.S. plant, which is said to be roughly the size of Secunda. What's your take on that? So it's an absolutely massive investment. I mean, it, it, and I guess in some respects, a bit of an indictment on, on the South African economy. I mean, Cecil is, is becoming a very material investor in the United States. And I guess it makes sense for Cecil. So good news for Cecil shareholders uh, in that the U.S. is looking to locate this massive plant. Uh, it may be $8 billion. I just need to check that. But they're locating this massive plant in uh, in, in the U.S. close to the source of that shale gas. Uh, and it's going to be an, uh, an ethylene cracker uh, technical term there is it effectively splits you know the alcohol away from from some of the uh, the, the other true content there but that's a massive investment uh, and that's just the first phase if this goes successfully they're looking at a further 14 billion on top of that for a gas to liquids plant so further diversification out of the South African economy, I guess, for, for Sasso, uh, which again is, is, is a bit of a, a negative for South Africa specifically, but I guess we have grown these world-class companies, and it makes sense for them to go closer 
to the source of the actual energy or, or the fuel or feedstock that they're going to be using in that plant. So I think a good news story there in aggregate for a big company like Sassel. And obviously some of that will find its way back into South Africa in the form of, of tax revenues.